the following hello everybody and welcome to the commentary for season nine episode five of the kingery lock stock and a barrel of questions with me is the assistant director bruce busby hello and the writer of this episode as well as the voice of tithia Catherine pride hello all right and we are starting off here in the spaceport which i liberally borrowed from previous episodes um we have MCR Garcia as Major, uh, Kevin Schwab as the pilot, and coming up here, we have Jack Cock making his return for the season finally as J-Lock, Moolock, Nilock, Rosslock, and Shmoo. Jack coming back, just not as himself. Right. Like, literally, none of those characters are him. Right. And yet they all are. Yes. <laughs> and there's also a Prylock there, but he doesn't say anything, I noticed. Right, yeah. He's the silent part of this group. He is. He just stares I, menacingly at people, I assume. <laughs> how does that staring thing actually work with a paramecial item? Uh, I, I'm not sure. It's probably a lot like being beer goggled because it's probably very wobbly eyed and very drunken looking. I am J-Lock, the primary... If you've seen the Orville, they've got a character that is very much like K-Lock. I think it's big gelatinous characters played play by Norm MacDonald. I'm, 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 oh my god, that's awesome. Of course. He, he's already been stepped in and he's hurt, hitting on the nurse, so it's fun. <laughs> anyway, um, Jack's ad-libs there as the uh, locks are coming in are, were pretty funny, and uh, at some yes, point I'll have sure. to get those out. <laughs> you only hear the tail end of a couple of them. I'm pretty sure the entire ad-lib cue is just me saying, have fun, Jack. Yes, <laughs> have fun, Jack. I know you will. Have fun. Go. I'm out of ideas. What? So, so the real challenge for me here was I've got four characters that sound identical. I have to kind of I have to do the whole pan around thing to make it work, and hopefully it comes out right. There's one place I know where it comes out really good, the other ones I'm not sure about. So, hopefully your ears are better than mine. I've been listening to headphones for plus twenty years now in radio, and the ears are pretty much shot. Everything the Kingery has to offer, but sounded wonderful to me. Yeah. This was it, this was this was exactly how I was hoping it would turn out, like in my head when I wrote it, because I just wanted some sort of like madcap, almost like, uh, like like almost like good friends style humor, which is why there's the there's the moment that's coming up a little bit where after after all of this goes on and there's the insult and they all gasp. I was so happy with how that turned out. <laughs> This whole scene uh-huh. was just Thank perfect. Mulak, I will keep that in mind. <laughs> and oh my God, uh, M's ad libs in here. I mean, she oh, she never ceases to amaze. Uh, she's just always wonderful, but she just she nails them. And there, again, there were many that I just couldn't use and wanted to, but like, no, that, that just is too far. Like, she refers to one as Maylox at one point, and Jeffrey and I said, no, that's a little too dated a reference for this. <laughs> one thing I love... Dick, Dixie, yes, not this one. <laughs> yes. One thing I love is that, without, without communicating, as far as I know, Jack and Major both got the same pronunciation for Nylock. So I thought it was Nylock, is how I had it pronounced in my head. It's N-I-I-L-O-C-K. You would yeah. dare to assume we are not individuals? Can you not tell? I am. I just the fuck lock got me every time. Enough. Every freaking time. Majorino, you will yeah. take me and the, the lube line, that's all M. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was all M. Ever see your face again. You insult me and my people. <laughs> I really appreciated Jeffrey because he basically gave me free reign with this. Like the outline was very open. They were just like, yeah, they all look and sound exactly like Kaylock. And I was like, I could play with this. This is, is going to be fun. This is my episode. Thank you guys. Yay. 
can shoot them. Do not shoot them. Do not shoot them. Namas fucking Namas fucking Yes. Thank you so much, Em, for as usual being just stellar. <laughs> we have a nice little solo scene in Hook's office with Perry Whittle. I can't believe I told the boss And uh, his little beepy thing that he's been carrying around for a while now. I mean, I mean what exactly do I think I'm going to find? I mean, I guess it's good. And the, the challenge Hook's trying to play the role of PI. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's been a lawyer. He's been really God knows what else. So why not private investigator? Yeah, exactly. A lot, of, a lot of work for a wrench. I mean, in true soap opera fashion, he's had about as many careers as a soap opera character does. So I feel like he's he's got a good track record right now. Yeah, somewhere he's a, a surgeon at a, a hospital just full of nurses. Yes. And see if there's anything that could do that. Maybe it's a one thing that was uh, a little bit of a challenge here was with the beepy thing, uh, because it has directions here to vary it up a little, but I'm, at the same time I'm using the same beepy noise the entire time, so slow it down one point, and then speed it up here as it's getting more insistent. Now what it's being insistent about? Who knows? I will say it's not what me and Bruce thought. <laughs> I, I just called it a Tamagotchi, so I'm, yes, I'm happy. No, that works. Oh, I like that. No, I like that. Just a Tamagotchi. He needs to feed it. I like that. Oh, he needs to clean up his poop. On. It's a very demanding Tamagotchi. No. No. You know what? I have to. <laughs> no. You know what? I have time for you. <laughs> Sobs for a second. The fucker just left me. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And it says, beepy things pauses for a second, then starts wildly beeping like it's pissed off at him, annoyed. Hopefully that there you came go. across. And now we have a nice, classy restaurant with Asa and Socks, uh, Edward Herman, and Renee Christine Jones. I love the, the sort of the romantic setting and the romantic setup. Yes. This was so much fun to write. Oh, my God. I think one of my big edits from the team was uh, I wrote this originally and they were like, Cat, uh, there is so much flirting in here, but you didn't actually accomplish the thing you were supposed to. Like, you might want to tone it down. I was like, but they're so fun. It's fun. It's okay. We'll, we'll be around forever. There's plenty more time for flirting. Yeah, pretty much. They were like, just, just. T take it back a little bit. <laughs> Remember why that scene's there. Oh yeah, I guess so. You get to know her, and we'll see what she says. I mean, at this point, if you can't tell, I like to take all of the character development episodes. I love all the episodes where I get to write banter and romance and fun stuff. Imagine Trauma. my surprise. <laughs> what? The writer of Genesis Avalon likes romance and character development. What? Madness. <laughs> Sheer madness. You're a sight for sore eyes. There's Doc Briggs, played by Kim Giannopoulos. Yay, Kim! Always love hearing her. I'm starting to think that you are far more charming than you let on. I've never heard that. I, I must admit. <laughs> When Asa mentioned he was worried about you, we both thought it would be nice if we could hang out. You know, see each other, maybe when I don't This all feels suspiciously like a setup. I know, right? 
And of course, the last two times that we know of that she's seen socks, once she was hysterical and once her head was, in fact, cracked open. <laughs> yep. Digging around oh, in her brain. Why? You are putting it on a bit thick now. <laughs> God he doesn't know the difference. Thank you, Renee. You nailed that. Exactly how it was in my head. Swear to God, he doesn't know the difference. You, Samantha, deserve to be treated. Asa being all smooth. What he thinks is smooth. It sucks. It's just being socks. It's really hard to write this. Just, just. FYI. <laughs> oh, none taken. I've dealt with Tommy Arkell for years. Believe me, I know As a reference point, trust yeah. me. <laughs> You've got a point, uh, here hasn't really asked a whole lot about and Of course, what I don't know is, is if, um, if she has to deal with Jennings. That would be fun. <laughs> That'd be so off. Well, I would think right now she's she's not aware of the, the swap while, while we're still feeling things out. Yeah, but that's why I meant. I mean, now, if she smacks into that, that's now, like yeah. Or if he does something that's a whiskey tango stupid. foxtrot deluxe. Yes. <laughs> does something incredibly stupid while partying, which he is Jennings. He'll do that. <laughs> Jennings well, is after, very good at getting himself into trouble. Indeed. After the last uh, episode, that that was blatantly obvious. Boy, socks is smooth here. <laughs> oh yeah, that was it was nice. <laughs> well, you know, I feel like after the last couple of seasons of hard crap she's had to deal with, it's time for her to have some game. You know, right? She needs a little bit of game. The side we haven't gotten to see from her in a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've ever really seen this side of her. <laughs> Not really. Away. I don't think. She was a mook for so long, and then suddenly she was last surviving member of a crime family and getting tortured and all that stuff, and now she's flirting. Good for her. Get back on that horse. And for the record, I am from a complete. Well, I mean, and her relationship with Vesper was so. I mean, it was so specifically in a in a set of roles that we just never got to see it. Right. So. It was it was really nice to get the opportunity to write hook uh, to write socks doing something kind of uh, totally, you know, not out of her, out of what we know to be her wheelhouse, but also mm. like you see that it is part of her wheelhouse. It's totally, she totally in her can wheelhouse. do it. Like I said, she's got game. She totally be at home at Mabel Peabody's up in Denton. And here we are. Oh God, poor Hebe. I need to figure out if I can get us to. Give him legs at some point. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that they, they blew up wow, like episodes awesome. and episodes ago. So. Oh yeah. And and the. You would, you would think by now that Tithia could figure out how to put them back on, but it just hasn't happened yet. Well, does have that nice this, cleaning section. Uh, I wanted this 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 whole thing to sound really irritating, so I actually composed a bit of bad techno to be irritating. Thank you. This whole time through, it's like, and people have told me, yes, oh, yeah, yes, that's what you wanted, that's what you got. <laughs> and it works. He managed to build up the tension of the incoming fight with music to make it even more tense. Awesome. I love Jason, uh, Jason's uh, uh, delivery there. I thought it'd be enjoyable to watch. Tithia, are you unwell? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I... I love my robot space boyfriend. I do. I just, I love Jason. He's wonderful. Um, every time I get to write for Hebe, it's a joy. I'm fine. I'm sorry. Is it something I've done? I, 
And I love getting to do all the philosophical AI versus organic people conversations. Like, I don't know if anybody's noticed, but that's like every episode I did last season was about Hebe in some way, shape, or form. And then I got to do this one too. Believe me, Have you ever seen a comic called questionablecontent.net? Yes. Okay. AIs, humans. Yeah. If you have something that troubles you this deeply, then I'm more than happy to talk with you about oh, it. Oh, Hebe, you sweet summer child. You. <laughs> Do you? I don't understand. He, nothing like okay, a British robot. Really it just... it has nothing against you, right? just... <laughs> well, they've proven over the years Sometimes... that they work well. Yes. Look, I spent a lot of time. Well, it also adds 20 points to his intelligence, which we already know is off the scale anyway. Yes, absolutely. When you and I worked together before, I mean, we were clearly colleagues. Poor Tithia, we can't give her anything nice. This is not possible. My poor girl. She holds up so well at funerals and then goes to pieces in interpersonal relationships. Yeah, well, you know. She has a lot of time on her own to sit there and think. <laughs> it's not good. Right, right. But it's programming, right? Thank you. Sorry. What if, what if you never cared about me like that, and I messed it all up because I was trying to fix you? And what if I just, what if I'm pushing you into something, and I don't even know it? I think I gave you like 80 million reads of me doing this progressively more. Yeah, something like that. I think I kind of went for a nice middle ground on this. It's probably good. I know, and that's not what I mean. Then what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. How do you mean, hun? Feelings. <laughs> I tried so many different things, okay? And I, I don't know. Maybe I fucked it all up, and this is going to come crashing down because it's all a big fucking mess. <laughs> There's definitely a version of that where I just rant and just keep screaming the word fuck the whole time, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that's what I do. I fuck things up. I care about you because that is my decision. Oh, I love my space robot boyfriend. <laughs> I ship them. I'm writing them and I ship them. <laughs> You're creating canon ships. I am. It's amazing. I love it. Godlike power. I am so sorry. I'm just glad that, that, that Tithy is getting some this year because out. I feel like after, <laughs> as we're coming into year nine of this show, it was so nice to finally get over that barrier with that character. <laughs> well, she's always been a kid in everybody's yeah, exactly. minds. All of a sudden, well, and it was, she grew up. Yeah, well, and like you and I talked about it at the beginning of the year, Dave, kind of like got an actor's just, note, but we, I got to age her up a little bit this year. Yeah. So like, it was nice to kind of officially make that transition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Boss thinks that maybe they're the reason all those people died at the memorial service, and, and and that maybe that's what happened to Vesper. And now it's just got me worried about everyone and everything. You do not need to worry about me. Aww. But I am worried about you. <laughs> Is there anything I can do to help? And then she has to mess it up. Uh -huh. I don't know anything about this family or anything. Now, admittedly, he probably takes it a bit harder Wait, than he yes. probably should. Yeah. What, you think I'm a toaster? What? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would say that Hebe's reaction here is a little overblown. 
I, I kind of wondered about that, but I figured that, you know, obviously you know what you're doing and it must be deliberate, so... It, it, it is! It's a well, setup! Even though he's a robot, he's just as human as the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, come on, that's not what I meant! I mean, to be fair, she just spent, like, the last, like, five minutes talking about how she was pretty sure she may have programmed him to fall in love with her. And then she turns around and is immediately like, hey, could you look up this thing for me? And she doesn't mean it like that, but I, it's, right. you could totally see how it comes out that way. <laughs> oh, my God, that is the cheese line every time. Damn it. Poor girl. We just can't give her anything nice. No, this is here. why we can't have nice things. Well, that's the joy of writing, creating beautiful I'm characters sure and that totally was an destroying easier way to do that Absolutely. Yeah, well, you don't have to tell me twice. Me better, so. <laughs> you know. And here we have I have, I have a body count. <laughs> sort of, kind of. Are you sure about this place? This hotel's seen better days. Red Light District, I mean, old hotel, Calamity. And so for Red Light District, one of the things I found as a sound was I made sure there was traffic going over a railroad track because Red Light Districts are always on the wrong side of the track. Nice. It's amazing the little odd detail things that we think of. It's like, it's funny, we float one of those past to the Big J, and he's always like, really? Really? We had some of that with the Tamagotchi, and we asked him some stuff, and, and I guess my very subtle cues in there were misplaced, but it was it was amusing to do that anyway, and he was like, you guys think about this stuff box. like that? Yeah, we do. Yeah, this we do. one has a name on it. <laughs> we don't have anything else going on, so we've tried to figure out what the hell y'all are doing. That's our guy. I really love that this scene comes out, like, and it, this is definitely because I literally just saw Blade Runner 2049, like, so this is his opening room. night. But it feels <laughs> very Blade Runner cyberpunkish, and it, like, film noir, well, and it just came out perfect. You guys did an damage. awesome job with this. It's gonna be hard to find anything that still works. Yeah, well, how much you want to bet this deadline oh, I love the delivery. Holy <laughs> <laughs> surprised you saw it. Well, bring me that safe cracker and I'll Again, show like, I and the best thing is, is the two of them are reading it like it's a film noir script, mm -hmm. too. Like, I didn't intend for that, but it's very kind you of like, you know, Chicago PD kind of thing. False panel. Totally works. In a place like this, those are just about as common as I love the dead, the deadlock safe panels. cracker uh, sound effect that happens in the background kind of here. It's just a nice yeah, touch. That's just a great one, Bruce. Well, I thank you so much. Doesn't mean it's the first thing people I think it's think three or four layers worth of build, but it was good. <laughs> We're making our own sounds. It's the future. You have to no. sometimes. And I like the hissy open. That was that was in the in your notes. That was you know mm -hmm. safe pop opens with a pops open with a with a hiss. Pitta can't so talk. Where's our home? Excuse me. Make any sense. It's not the currency. Yeah, like in my head, all safes in the future are like hermetically sealed, so they all like hiss when you open them. <laughs> Like, it's like the it's like the Tupperware of the future. <laughs> you have to burp your safe every once in a while. Exactly. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Which, for anybody who's curious, that character is a really ancient callback. Well, not like ancient, but it's a very minor character that you've heard about and seen before. So if you don't know who that person is, it's okay. I, I, I actually don't. So I, how far back does that go? Because it's before my time. Like, uh, well, I think he's a character from either a season before or the one before that. He's either from like seven or eight, but um, he is one of many characters who complains about some stuff on the thoroughfare. Mm -hmm. Um, 
there and I I had it like all written down when, when I wrote the episode that I probably forgot it all. Um, Kim but uh, yeah. Um, Jason R. Wallace as he be. But yeah, mm, I don't remember it's now. Another callback. I, th- to, like, I think I know who it is, um, but I'm not gonna spoil it. Um, anyway. Yeah, I'm like trying to remember, like, because I remember when I did it, Jeffrey was like, "That was a really nice, like, that was." You slipped that right in. He was like, "I had to go look that character up in the Bible. I forgot that who that character was." Oh uh, well, if you want to find out what this is, just stick around. We we'll be here. In 30 days for another episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, if you enjoyed what you heard, uh, leave us reviews on iTunes. We love those. Um, visit us on the web, pendantaudio.com, at Pendant Web. We're on Tumblr. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're everywhere. Um, so we'll see you in 30 days with Pete Milan. And until next time, this is Dave Morgan with Cat Pride. Thanks for listening. Bye. And Bruce Bruce Busby. Good mile. Bye.